Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I found someone, y'all. His name is Eric Twiggs, and he's an author, a podcaster, a life and business coach, a founding partner, and the president of the What Now Movement. And his mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. Now, I know you guys because you guys are constantly pouring out and DMing and all that great stuff. So I know this is your guy and he's going to download you with some great stuff. So Eric, welcome to Straight Talk. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I always tell my audience, you know, I come at you with some energy around this place. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And you know what I like to do, Eric? I like to have my audience know a little bit more about you. So I always ask, who are you, Eric? And I know those questions are always like, oh, my God, who answers that question? Right. But Eric, (laughs) who are you? Tell us a little bit more about you. So I'm your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author (laughs) of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30 Minute Hour podcast. And I help entrepreneurs to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. Woo, you got your job cut out for you, for you, young man. Woo, you know everybody procrastinating nowadays. <laughs> At least that's how I feel, right? I mean, I run, I run, I'm a director of this organization, right? It's super, super fun. I do uh, culinary operations and it has, uh, it's, it seems like it's maybe getting a little bit better, but it was super hard finding really, um, people who wanted to work first of all. Right. And secondly, you know, that they would put their whole heart into what they're doing. Um, and I don't know, people kept telling me, maybe you're just old school, Neen. maybe you're just old school. So Eric, you got, you got some work cut out for you and I'm glad that you made a podcast around it because people need to hear what you got to say. Um, so where did that come from though, that, you know, procrastinate, was it something that you saw in your life or something that you saw throughout that you were like, okay, this ain't, this isn't working. So for me, it started in college and there was this this one thing that happened to me that really is the reason we're talking. It, mm. it was my senior year at Hampton University, and I'm having this conversation with my good friend, Donnell. I talk about this in the book. Uh, Donnell and I, we, we were a little different. Like, he was all about his purpose, and I was all about the party. Mm-hmm. And he'd always give me a hard time, Eric. You need to really get serious and stay focused on what it is that you want to do. And I'm like, man, loosen up. We have plenty of time <laughs> for all that serious stuff. Are you coming right. to the frat party with me or not? So several weeks go by. I don't hear from him. We don't talk. But then I get a phone call from his mother informing me of the fact that he was killed in a car accident. Oh, no, that's terrible. Changed everything. It sent me a message that maybe I don't have the time that I think Mm. to do the things that I want to do. And just really ever since that moment, I've been focused on overcoming procrastination, Mm. being as productive as possible and managing time effectively. 
You know what's really powerful about that, Eric, is that I, as you were talking, I, I, my brain always calculates things, and I realize that you could have went another way too. You could have also said, "Well, he was all, you know, straight and always going for, you know, you know, not being procrastinated, and it didn't work for him. So why should I?" Right? I mean, there's always like these, you, these uh, uh, forks in the road in our life, right? That we can choose one or the other right? I'm glad that you chose that path, right? The other path probably would have worked out well as well. It just probably wouldn't have had you where you are today. So when you decided that, wow, you know what? I don't really have much time, right? How did you shift your mindset? Like, was that something that just like that impact made that happen in your life? Or was it something you had to really work on? So, so I thought the message was that you know, I needed to make as much money as possible and chase success and climb the corporate ladder. So really, that was kind of just really that was always in the back of my mind mm -hmm. that time is short, life is short. So I need to climb this ladder as fast as possible. Right. So that's what I thought the message was. And I got to a point where I was a district manager. I had 17 locations in automotive, automotive repair facilities. I had 500 employees were winning wow. all of these awards. If you looked at me, you'd have said, well, he, OK, he's successful. I never forget there was this one particular day I'm driving in my car and got a nice little BMW and I look in the rearview mirror and the eyes looking back at me were the eyes of someone who hated what he was doing. Mm, so it's not powerful. Right, right. So it, I was focused on income, but I was struggling because I really wasn't making an impact. Mm, and so I, wow. I really, I didn't have the lesson all figured out like I thought I did. I thought it was all about, yeah. oh, I need to make all this money. But really, it was about purpose right? and right. finding meaning. So what was the purpose and finding meaning? I mean, was it just the procrastination or was this a journey for you as well? Like, what was what was that? How did you even start that? See, I love those Genesis moments, right? Those moments in our life where we really do not just uh, think about a decision, but actually do the decision, the action part of it, right? So when you looked at yourself and you said, man, I don't even like me. I don't even know who I am. Like, you know, because that happens to a lot of us, right? Did you decide to um like shift careers did you decide to wh what was that moment for you what did what did you decide like after that look in the mirror what happened great question so i, I wanted I, I had to figure out what it was that i wanted to do and i started, mm -hmm. I started to realize i didn't really know so so i had to do some deep thinking and, and i mm -hmm. started to reflect on you know when were the times where i really felt fulfilled jazzed alive and it always went back to when I was presenting or speaking. And so, like, I, I had this time in my career where I was a corporate trainer. And mm -hmm. I just remember loving that job. And just I would, I would say after I did a presentation, man, I could just do this all the time. This is great. Mm -hmm. And I went on and got promoted and all this other stuff. But, uh, but it always came back to public speaking for me. So then finally, okay. after, like, three years of procrastination, <laughs> I, I joined Toastmasters. <laughs> Oh, and, and yeah, that was the first step. But I procrastinated because I got to a point where I said, you know, I, I think I need to be a I'm feeling led to become a professional speaker. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. Then I started hearing the negative voices. OK, well, who do you think you are? Les Brown. What are you going to say that right. hasn't right. been said already? And all of that, right. all of that. who's going to pay you? To, as I went through all of that, procrastinated for a while. But finally, I took the step of joining Toastmasters International. And then 
one step led to another and here we are. That's awesome. So the procrastination part was something that you saw uh, that was prevalent in your life more than, um, well, I guess a little bit mixed in with like maybe some imposter syndrome in there and some doubtfulness of yourself, right? And all of that stuff. So you had to really take action in order to stop procrastinating, right? So tell us a little bit, because you said that a lot of this is in your book or the story with your friend is in your book. Um, so I, I'm assuming the the What Now movement is, it. I know that you're the president, the par partner and founder and all of that. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about your book. Um, you know, why do these projects? What, what, you know, what's the goal here? So to start with the book, the whole goal is to heighten people's awareness of mm -hmm. procrastination. That That's really the big takeaway of the book. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a useful tool that people could use because I got frustrated when I would try to look at other procrastination books because a lot it was a lot of the same information it was a lot of right oh yeah you have to wake up early yeah, don't check right. your email after this time just a lot of the same information <laughs> yeah, right so I, so I wanted to have something that was customized depending on your personality type and oh, that's good that's get some good. other things so that's why I created the book because so so the thing is is people say all the time oh Eric I always procrastinate that's not true like I've yet to meet someone who procrastinates in every area of their life. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's contextual. Facts. So, yeah. Right. So Facts. I know people who they're on point at work, but they procrastinate on things at home and then vice versa. So right. the, the book is designed to really heighten your awareness to what it is that's triggering you mm. to procrastinate. Because it's really, it's all about awareness. Right. It always does come down to that, doesn't it, Eric? It's always self-awareness is where it begins. It all begins there. So Absolutely. tell me something. How do you feel about motivation? So how do you feel about motivation versus procrastination? And do you think they're the same? Do you think you need one for the other? How do you feel about that? I do think if you're not motivated, it will cause you to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. and, and I do think there is a time and place for motivation. Mm -hmm. But I, th I think really, it's really about inspiration. Inspiration oh, is, is what's really going to, because motivation can kind of wear off. Yeah, right. You know, right. Yeah, at, at some point, you're not, you're not always going to be motivated. Right. But being inspired is more of a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think a lot of it, the key thing is really getting clear. This is an issue I struggle with. I talk about this in the book. It's really being clear on purpose. Right. Because when you right. really know what it is you're supposed to do, then that provides you that internal inspiration um, to really move forward. And you find mm -hmm. you don't need the alarm clock to wake up. Right. Do you think it's habitual? Do you think, um, you know, uh, doing what you're doing with people to to help them, like, move forward, stop procrastinating? You know, do you think that's a, a habit forming does, do you have to be ha habitual in order to stop procrastinating? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you just hit on something. I mean, the procrastinating in and of itself is a habit, right? Mm. And, oh, and that's it's, good. Yeah. The key is that it's it's not an identity. Because mm -hmm, I see mm -hmm. people always say, I am a procrastinator. You have to be that's careful true. with that. Because if you say, I am, whatever comes after that, you're more likely to do. <laughs> right. It's an identity statement, right? Just right. because you procrastinated right. yesterday, yesterday ended last night. You can decide to do something different today, and it's about so good. forming other habits, right? And, and, and that's really to be, you know being aware and forming other habits, and you can you can move forward. 
I love that because your book is called The uh, Discipline of Now, right? The yes. Discipline of Now, right? The 12 Principles of Overcoming Procrastination. So people need to be picking something up. They need to stop procrastinating and pick up That's the right. book. <laughs> right, don't put it all. <laughs> you need to like tell people that don't be procrastinating. You better pick up that book. Um, so that's awesome. I, I really love that you're doing that. I think that's a really uh, big key that a lot of us entrepreneurs need to to be focusing on is what we procrastinate on because a lot of things we procrastinate on is the things we don't like to do, right? But are things that are necessary. And that's why I asked you about, you know, like the habitual thing. And I love that you use the inspired thing because that is very true. And a lot of us who are in the field of either coaching or writing or any of that, you do need to be inspired. You do. But it's also super important, right, to do the things you don't like to do because they need to be done. And maybe you can form that habit. So it's not even something you don't like to do anymore, but something you just do. Right. Yeah, And there's something else on that. A lot of times people make the mistake of trying to wait until they feel motivated. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't feel motivated, right. so I'm not going to do it. But sometimes when you move, the motivational come. And I think especially yeah, if you're true. doing something that's creative, true. like, mm -hmm. if, you know, people, mm -hmm. oh, I have writer's block. I don't, I don't feel the motivation. A lot of times when you start moving, when you just start. Yes. That's when the ideas start to kick in. And that's where it's almost yes. like the, the whole thing with the GPS. A lot of times you have to start moving before you start getting direction on where to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's good. the same thing. That's yeah. a critical point that people need to understand. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good point, Eric. And that's something that uh, I've said to one of my, uh, one of my clients, because she was saying, I have writer's block. I just, I just can't write. I said, did you text anybody today? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have any block writing there? She's like, oh, shit. You have texting and, block. Right. Yeah, exactly. No problem when you wanted to text, but all of a sudden you got writer's block. <laughs> I'm a straight shooter, Eric. That's just how it is. <laughs> but um, tell me about the what now movement what what it, why did you come up with that i know that you're working with you know high performers and entrepreneurs and authors and things like that so what is the what now movement so we started this in the in the midst of the pandemic because it was myself i'm the president and i have two business partners that are in it with me as well ted fells and dr sharon h porter and we were talking to people in our different networks and they were all saying a lot of the same things like yeah, I have this venture in mind, but I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. <laughs> and we said, that's the last thing they need to be saying. They right. need to be asking themselves, what now? Right. And then that's oh, when that's the light bulbs went off and we decided to call it the what now movement. Right. And our mission is to help people to pivot instead of stop, right? Because whenever you run into a trouble or a challenge or a setback, you right. don't just stop. You just have to pivot and ask yourself, what now? So we, we do uh, business summits, master mm -hmm. classes. Uh, we do something called coffee and conversation on the first Saturday of every month. Oh, yeah. Where we do I've a, seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we do a, a presentation. We, the first Saturday of October, we've got one scheduled as well. Mm -hmm. We have videos with it. We've got like 1,700 people wow. uh, within this Facebook wow. group, the What Now Movement group. But the whole mission is to inspire people to pivot. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. So are you guys, um, uh, you and your partners doing it like, uh, almost like free coaching. You're almost like coaching people, right? Like inspiring them. And like, are you coaching too? Are you doing that as well? So yeah, I, I'm a coach. So okay. if people want additional 
advice, the one-on-one coaching that's available as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, we use the, the group in and of itself is we're just providing, we're building an audience. Uh, we're, that's we're providing good. information. Right. And if people want to take the next step, that's certainly available to them as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love the name too, the what now movement, because it does make you think about what now, right? Because I think we keep thinking that we're going to reach this, I don't know, pinnacle of amazingness, whatever we're thinking. <laughs> I got to write, right? write that down, the pinnacle yeah. of amazingness. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you like get there and you're like, oh, wait, okay, what what now, right? Because we, we I, I think there's this um, illusion in our minds that we're going to get to this you know, six figures or seven figures, or we're going to get to this house or we're going to get to this whatever. And, and then, but you, you never arrive, you never arrive because once you're on your journey, you're picking up other tools, other things in your life that you're going to keep implementing. And then that first big goal that you had, you got there. Now what? Right. So yeah, go ahead. Now, I, I think that th- there's a reason. Here's something I realized that there's only a small percentage of the population that can have all the things that they said that they wanted and still be hungry. Right. Like, like most people, like I'm amazed that people like Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and LeBron James, because they they all each had, got to a point in their career where they had all the money, all mm-hmm. the success, mm-hmm. all the accolades, mm-hmm. but there's swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check don't forget to pack the five hour energy it fits great in a pocket or carry-on and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything now get 20 percent off when you use code 5he travel at 5hourenergy.com expires april 30th one time use only not valid with other discounts remember visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5he travel to save 20 percent Still the first person at the practice facility and the last one to leave. Yeah. And yeah, still just as hungry. Mm-hmm, uh, most mm-hmm. people would just start relaxing. Yeah. And go sit yeah. on an island somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think you have to really be careful thinking that, you know, these external things are it. And yeah. it has to be an internal standard. You know, just that yeah. that pursuit of excellence, trying to get better, trying to constantly improve. That's what will keep you going. Yeah. Uh, and then doing things for somebody outside of yourself, wanting to leave a legacy, wanting to show an example. Just yeah, because you get to the point where you, you get the stuff. But is yeah. it really all about the stuff? Right. Right. And, and you know, that's a that's a really good point. It made me think of um, as you were talking about um, Anthony Bourdain, you know, the the mm-hmm. chef. Right. Because I remember um, I'm a chef by trade. So I was reading some of his stuff and I remember him saying. I've already hit everything in my career I've wanted to hit. I've traveled the world. I've done, I've been on TV. I've done everything I've wanted. Now what? Right. And, and he hit up, as you know, he hit a wall, unfortunately, and, and, you know, took his life and tragic, yeah. you know, yeah, it was very tragic. And as, even as I was reading that, I was thinking, now what you pour that onto someone else's now what? You know what I'm saying? You help someone up now. You help them learn now. You pour into some other people. That's the now what, right? I think when we're doing everything, like you said, for the stuff, but sometimes when we're doing everything also just for our own our own desires and our own goals, it also ends. There's something you there's a point where you hit where you're just like, well, okay, well, I got the white you know, white picket fence and I, and I got the house and I got the, the 2.5 kids and the dogs and the car and the motorcycle and the boat 
And so here's the, here's the other thing. Right? Yeah. Like, and this is something that I, I deal with, right? So sometimes you're motivated because you want to prove people wrong. You, yes. you want to you want to prove the naysay. They said you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But even mm-hmm. that, you get you get to a point where you've accomplished that. Right. And they aren't even there looking at you, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> They're not even there. Here you are trying to prove a point. I'm like, yeah, I proved it. Uh, where everybody at? Right. Right. <laughs> where, where the- right. So, so that, funny. I mean, now that's so true. I can see that being kind of a short term shot in the yeah. arm to get you going. But yeah. at some point, that's not going to sustain you. And that's why it's yeah. good to have things, you know, something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's why, mm-hmm. like, if you have kids, I mean, they're watching you, they're watching what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just finding that, using that as motivation more so yeah. than that proving people wrong. Right. No, that's true. So, Eric, let me ask you. Um, if somebody's listening right now and they truly are struggling with procrastination, right? Because that that's a real thing. As you know, right? This yes. is why you have your this is why you based your, you know, um career like helping people do this. Uh, what is like the first thing you would recommend somebody to do? Like even if, you know, even if you feel like, you know, they, they might not call, they might not do whatever, but at least give them like something they can take away from this conversation where they can start maybe today. What would be that thing? The simplest thing, and I work with my, this sounds so basic, but it tends to help just getting in the habit of making appointments with yourself. Right. Oh, that's good. So instead, instead an example. of, yeah. So for example, mm-hmm. instead of saying, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to write a blog post this week and then it's Friday at five o'clock and you never got around doing it. You say, I'm going to go to my home office on Tuesday at two o'clock and I'm going to mm-hmm. write the blog post. Use your Google calendar. Um, mm. And set off a literal appointment. Got it. Yeah. And then so Mm -hmm. the the key thing, though, is you have the the day, the time and the place that you're going to do it. And the studies show that when you put the place you're going to do it, your chances of actually following through are 40 percent more likely. I didn't know that. I didn't know that statistic. That's pretty cool. I do appointments with myself all the time, Eric, because I used to be late to everything, like Mm -hmm. everything. Right. And so everything. And I'll never forget. I was a, I started being friends uh, with Lucy. Shout out to you, Lucy. And uh, I'll never forget this. I used to go to her her meetings late all the time. And so one day she pulled me to the side. She said, can I speak with you? I said, sure. She goes, um, you know, every time you walk in here late, you are disrespecting me and you are disrespecting the time of the group. And I'm like, oh. And, you know, and I'm not the type of person that likes to be disrespectful. Right. So I'm like, what? And she goes, that is if I say seven o'clock and you want you strolling up in here saying hi to everybody at 715, you are completely disrespecting our time and time is valuable. Right. That really changed my life, Eric, because I realized that it was because I was procrastinating, get, you know, getting out of work, going to have to go grocery shopping, doing all this other stuff and procrastinating on getting there on time because I'm like, oh, well, people are late all the time. Right. And I don't think, I don't know if people put those two together, but a lot of times if you're a person that's always showing up late, you're never getting to where you got to be on time. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of things, you got to look at that too, because you might be procrastinating on some of those issues as well. You know, holding yourself accountable to stuff like that, right? So I like that you, you, um, you gave that tip to them because it, it is true. I like what you're saying. I, and I like the setting of your appointment because I do it, but now it's habitual. I didn't even realize that that's what I do, but I do 
that exact thing. And the fact that you um, you said that your chances are even bigger if you put a place, that's really good because it's more than just general, right? You're being right. very specific. Right. That's good. And, that's and good. You, you have to treat the appointment like you're meeting with a VIP. Like mm -hmm. let's say if you, you look up to Oprah Winfrey, right? Let's mm -hmm. say, and you're meeting Oprah on Tuesday at two o'clock. You're not going to just stand Oprah up, right? You, right? you wouldn't do that. But why right. would you do that to yourself? Right. Right. And you're with you all the time. Right. You're you more can, important you, to yourself you, than Oprah exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And you actually, you actually got you with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But that's really, really good. So, um, Eric, is there anything that uh, someone who is like thinking about shifting maybe into entrepreneurship, maybe shifting into, I know that you work with authors as well, shifting into writing or something. Is there something that you found in your life as you were doing this that was really like a pinnacle point, like a key point for you to, to shift into entrepreneurship or, or, or shifting? Because you said that when you were looking at yourself in the mirror, you didn't like what you were doing and you pivoted, right? So what would be that like one thing you would tell us to do to look at a pivot or to start to pivot? The key thing is don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Oh, that's good. That's good. Right. Oh, that's good. Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a type A personality. I, yeah. I can be a perfectionist. Yeah. And a lot of times, though, perfectionism is just stalling. And it's, mm. you, you know, you're procrastinating, <laughs> really. Um, but, ah, so uh, but don't focus on <laughs> having it all. So you say, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Well, yo, I don't have a business plan. I don't have this. I don't know. I don't even know. No. Yeah. What's the next step you can take? Right, 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 right. That's and, good. And it could be as simple as if you want to get in the uh, cake business, th there's somebody in the cake business that you can associate with. You can call yeah. and yeah. start talking to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you don't have to jump all all at once. You know, just, again, don't allow perfect. That That's what that's what held me back. That's yeah. why I procrastinated. That, that's just, so good. What's the next step? That's so good. I also, as you were, as you were saying that I realized too, that, well, I always say this anyway, every coach needs a coach. Every person needs a coach. I really believe that. Um, because I think that somebody holding you accountable or just nudging you along a bit, even those who have, um, their, their stuff in order where they're maybe not procrastinators still, sometimes you need a different point of view. You need somebody to kind of show you something a little bit differently. So I, I do believe that people need someone in their corner, whether it's a mentor, a coach, a, a good friend that's maybe a little bit ahead of you, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I'm really glad um, you said that. So as far as, um, you know, st starting the cake business, right, or whatever that that step is, do you do you also um, like believe in like these like these free resources out there and things like that? Do you, do you feel that it's, it's better to um, maybe like you said, align yourself with somebody who's already ahead of you in this thing? Um, how, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? Cause I, this is why I'm asking. I'll set it up. The reason I'm asking it is because when I first started to get into the coaching business, it's been a little over a year, I've been spiritually leading people for like maybe 15 years. And then I decided recently to pivot into what I do. I was very overwhelmed, Eric, by the amount of information that was thrown at me, right? Because of all of the emails coming in. Oh, let me help you do this. Let me help you do that. So how do we navigate that? Do you believe in like starting maybe at a, at a free resource or something like that? Or do you 
you believe that somebody should just kind of go ahead, invest in themselves and jump right in with a, with a mentor or coach? Well, I, I think you, it helps to get into the arena of the business. Oh, like it, you can start at the free level, right? Like I love a, that. most of these organizations have associations, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just go with myself for speaking, right? Professional speaking. Mm-hmm. I started with Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And when I got in the Toastmasters arena, that's when I met someone who trained professional speakers and oh, I took awesome. his, took his class. And then everybody kept telling me, oh, you need to be in national speakers association. So I, I did that. Mm-hmm. And I just kept meeting. So I think if you get into the arena, find an association for the business yeah. that you're thinking about yeah. getting into. And then a lot of times the mentors, I don't, for me, a lot of the mentors just started showing up. And one, one of the great mentors and coaches I've had is someone named Ed Tate. He he won the world championship of public speaking for Toastmasters years ago. He's this big rock star. But mm-hmm. he didn't know me from a can of paint, but would have these hour and a half conversations with That's me. That's awesome. That's really And I'm like, I, I probably should be paying you. He's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. That really um, is. Yeah. But that there's no way in the world I would be where I am without him and Dr. Willie Jolly is another one that comes to mind mm-hmm. who wrote the forward to my book. Um, but no, mm-hmm. mentor is a key. But I think if you get into the arena, you increase your chances of finding so those good. individuals. That's so good, Eric. But that's what you're doing now. I mean, you yourself, somebody who's listening right now can be saying, well, you know, Eric helped me when I joined his Facebook group. Eric, you know, helped me when I read his book. Right. So that's why what you're doing is key and important. I think that anytime that we get out of our own way to pour into someone else in any way that we can do that. Cause you're doing it through your podcast, your book, your public speaking, right. Your Facebook group, all of that stuff. So even if you reached one, Eric, you did, you did your job. You know what I'm saying? Cause you can't, you, if the one is paying attention, I always think about it this way. If that one is paying attention, that ricochet from that one is incredible, right? Your friend Russ's soul impacted you. Right. And look at what you've been doing since it's kind of, it's kind of insane, right? How that, how that moment, that impact of that moment of your friend impacting you has now had you on my show now impacting over the 30,000 people that are downloading the episode. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you bring up a great point and that's why, I mean, you just, I just learned, you never know who's watching, who's listening. Right. That's right. We get so quick. It's so easy to, I've been guilty of this. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and the downloads mm-hmm. and the this and the that, mm-hmm. but it could be one download. That's right. You you may change that person's life or yep. that one download can lead you to another opportunity that you couldn't have gotten to you by yourself. Ain't that right? And that's very true, Eric, because I, and when I first, first started many, many years ago and I only had like one or two downloads or whatever it was. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But what I did, you know, I remember the DM that came from that, that I, I was given a testimony of, you know, my, my spiritual walk. And the person wrote to me and said that um, it transformed their life. Right. And I never thought about it again. And then one day I'm at a, a, a Home Depot with my husband and this gentleman just comes running to me, works at Home Depot and stops. Excuse me. Are you Nina Perez? I said, yeah. He goes, oh my gosh. You've changed my life. I, I didn't realize. I mean, it oh, was wow. such a blessing, right? He's like, I, I turned on this show, Straight Talk, No Sugar Addict. I said, all right, I'll listen to it. He said, it, it, I listen to you every week. I listen to every episode. 
It has changed my life, the life of my family. I've shifted the way I think. I was, it was, I just like sat there with tears in my eyes, right? Don't know this gentleman from a can of paint, right? So you never know, Eric. You just never know, right? So because we never know, let us know, Eric, how we do, how do we get in contact with you, right? Because <laughs> you, you can't just end on, you never know. You can't just end on that and then stop the recording. <laughs> so, Eric, let us know how people can <laughs> support you. I told you I had a lot of energy. I I'm forewarned you. you. I forewarned you. All right. So let's <laughs> give us your, give us like where people can can really work with you like work where they can maybe go and look at your facebook group um look um get your book uh listen to your podcast all that great stuff so give us all of your handles so you can go to my website ericmtwigs.com e-r-i-c-m twigs t-w-i-g-g-s.com where mm -hmm. you can pick up a copy of the book the discipline of now 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination it's in audio it's on paperback and ebook That's format awesome. Um, you can also go to the whatnowmovement.com. That's the website. You can oh, go okay. to the, the, we have a Facebook group with the same name. You can join. I'll let you in. Uh, so definitely that, that's another place. That's and then great. don't forget to check out the 30 minute hour podcast. Yeah, I love that. All right. Yeah. Talk about, I mean, I guess that's the whole point, right? Is also just taking all the time that you're wasting and and really strategically putting it together for a 30 minute, you know, for 30 minute an hour. That's what it says to me. Like, you know, let's get your let's get your valuable time back. Right. That's awesome, Eric. You you do, you know what I'm saying? You just kicking butt and taking names. I got you. Well, Eric, you are a, a really a, um wonderful to speak with. Thank you so much for being on Straight Talk and pouring into my audience. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And guys, I told you I, got, I found one for you. Here's Eric for you. So I'm going to make sure to link all of his information below so you guys can go ahead and work with him and get on his Facebook good, uh, group and go on his, you know, web page and all that great stuff and stop procrastinating already. Just get it done. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time.